And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. The beers are back in town. Ooh, I like that. Last week I was on heavy meds, so I couldn't hit the beers. This is why we're, what we're celebrating. Now I'm taking a break from the meds. <laughs> and he survived anesthesia. Mm. I'm back from the dead, baby. Yeah. It hits different than the BL smooth. It does. It? We're drinking be- we're drinking Bud Heavies tonight. The the Reds. The gra- this is like grandpa beer. You this know? was my grandpa's beer. Yeah. Mm. Happy Friday, everybody! It's great to see you guys. Well, not see you, but talk to you. Can we just take a calming, cleansing breath? I would love that. Everyone, wherever you are. Just take a deep breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Is this what you're doing instead of pain pills? Be with us now. In this moment. In this space and time. Slow your heart rate. And come on this journey with us. Into a expanse of wonderment joy fear love sensuality Mm. power lust Mm. dreams where are we we're in heaven baby (laughs) this is the rebranding of chatty bros (laughs) asmr meditation Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. <laughs> interesting sensual be, sensual kermit a ASMR. drinking a drinking meditation would be very interesting like now drinking a, a beer of, so that you're like whatever you have you're like catching a buzz as you're meditating i bet that'd be kind of amazing this one's just a light sip just to loosen your throat the next one in three two one this is going to be a deep sip we're going to take you to a deep place with a deep sip Feel the cold running down your esophagus. You know when it's too cold sometimes and like too big of a sip hurts. Yeah, it's painful. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have that thing in the morning when you drink a cup of coffee or a cold drink, let's say like a LaCroix, and you feel the cold like going down your body? Do you ever have that? I love that And feeling. you're literally like, whoa, I am feeling the drink move down my body. That feeling is far more fun than when you drink it too hot and you and feel, you it, feel it just burn yeah as you just goes down right that's it's, the it's weird to feel it like go into your stomach it's not settle. even that fun when it's super cold out when it's too hot right crazy um but too cold too cold like, uh, 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 you're like uh, whoa yeah it settles weird uh yeah dude crazy weekend yeah crazy so weekend both had big weekends <laughs> right sure we both had big weekends we in different ways big weekends opposite Let's ends of the spectrum really yeah we're truly you had knee surgery yes. emergency knee surgery and i was a best man right right <laughs> both big moments 
one more catastrophic than the other. But we both had one common theme at the end, which we found out is Amway. Is Amway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, who, 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 let's get into our weekends. Who wants to start? Well, do we want to go bad news or good news? Well, I think let's start bad because then we end good. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't bad news. It's actually good news. It is I had news. surgery. It was successful. Um, but, and so now I'm on like day five now of recovery and today's been like a good day. It's like definitely feeling better today. The, the weekend was brutal when it comes to pain and I was definitely jacked up on a lot of narcotics, but now I'm kind of like planing a little bit, which is nice. It's like the first day that I haven't taken a lot of pain meds, which is nice. Um, but the journey of have you ever had what's have you ever had surgery yeah have you gone under yeah okay when was this a while back Mm, not too long ago actually okay this was the mouth surgery you had right this is my nose yeah okay the nose so i had surgery last time i had surgery was like 17 this was a long time ago and um so it'd be interesting to compare you know um experiences because my experience was like, I kind of forgot what it was like when I was 16, 17. So I just, it was, this was felt like I was kind of having surgery for the first time again. Um, I was blown away at how like cold the experience was. You know what I mean? There's slab of meat. You can I felt literally like a slab of meat on like the counter, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like, I show up and I cruise in and they're like, you know, immediately it's just like, take off all your jewelry, take off all your stuff. We're going to weigh you like a slab of meat at Ralph's. And then you get in there and you sit on this bed that's just, ext- you know, they have you change into the smock. And your ass is hanging ass out. Ass is hanging out. And then you're like on this bed. And I don't know what it was like for you, but I had like this blanket that was made out of plastic that had air filling it. It was like, mm-hmm. so it automatically just felt so not like warm. Crinkles. And, yeah. Not warm and homey at all. Very like just. It's sterile. Sterile. Exactly. And then I spent the next 45 minutes signing papers. It also smells, sorry, it also smells like this like distinct of like antiseptic old people and death. And death and like nothing human. And blood. Like just, just like a, a slight amount of like iodine and blood. Yes. Yeah. Just so a repair shop, really. Honestly, like a human it's repair like a center. body shop. Yeah. That's literally what it is. So like I go For in. Peoples. What? For peoples. It's a people's body shop. Yeah. So like I go in there and it's just so cold and not um, welcoming or warm at all. And I thought to myself, I'm not generally like a super anxious person. And I wasn't really anxious about getting surgery. Like I was pretty chill about it. But I did feel a little bit of anxiety because of how non-warm the experience was. And I thought to myself, if I was really scared about this, this is where I have a full-blown panic attack. Because you feel so alone. And with COVID, they won't allow anyone in. Mm-hmm. So you're just, you're, the whole experience is very lonely. Did they wheel you in through the hallway on the gurney? Like to the operating room? Yes. So you're like so on we'll there, you're like on the wheelie we'll bed. We'll get into that. Okay. So, so, you know, I'm sitting there and then they're just making me sign papers. Like I'm going into a body shop and they're like, oh, just so you know, we're going to redo the hubcap. So like, liability releases. And I just felt weird to be like put in that position to where you're signing papers while you're in like a hairnet and a smock. It just felt like, shouldn't this be done before? No. So that the experience is kind of warm and nice. It's like you're literally like a slab of meat and then you're just like, they're just like, cool, if we kill you, you're not going to sue us, right? Cool. If if I take this shot in your neck, you're not going to, and you get nerve damage and die, you're, you're going to be okay, right? Cool. Like you're just signing away your life and you're, what are you going to say? No. You know what I mean? At this point, you're already there. So you're already signing away everything. It's very weird. 
And then, um, you know, everyone's very just like, good to see you. All right, here's what we're going to do. Like, nothing's like, Hey, like there's nothing warm and nice about it at all. Um, so there was two nurses. One was like old school OG. You could tell she had like pins and a headband. You could just tell she was like been there forever. She had some flair. She had flair. And you know, when someone has flair, it's like they've been in the game a long time. So she had flair. Uh, other one was not flair at all. Young. So she goes to give me she the probably hates the flare lady. Well, no, it was like clearly she's just kind of younger and like training to some extent and like new to the game. So she goes to give me an IV. Okay. Okay. All I hear is pss, pss, and then I feel blood running down my hands and dripping. And then so she does it out of sight. And then I even like I like to look when people give me shots or IVs. I like to look at it. For some reason, I just like it makes me feel better when I could see it going in versus like blind. And she's like, you don't have to look. And I was like, it's OK. She's like, no, you don't have to look. And I was like, OK. So I look away. I hear splatter and I hear and I feel the blood on my hands. And and she's just fooling around for a second. She goes, can someone help? So then a nurse comes in and she goes, oh, that's all I hear. Is, oh, and then they're both like on the ground, like literally getting towels and like wiping things up. And she, and then I heard the other nurse goes, Oh, you can go ahead and change. I'll take care of this. <laughs> so like what, whatever she did with the vein, like exploded and like blood was everywhere. I like, would have definitely looked or I probably would have fainted. Yeah. So I, I'm honest. literally going like, don't look because it's like, it's clearly like a murder scene over here. Like we have <laughs> multiple nurses with bath towels. You're just like, it's better if I don't yeah and, and then like one one nurse is having to change like when you when you there's so much blood you have to change dude you have to get new clothes so then i'm like sitting there like she goes dude, after like From everybody cleans shot. up and she well just, how nervous were you like how high was your blood pressure no, maybe you good. were just maybe you maybe you thought you were good and you were just pumping so hard maybe she punctured it and just, well she did the, she she did the tourniquet like, too you know what i mean so she had that that sucker was like the nile you know, it was like the river. You could have been really nervous, dude. That could have been, but I was chilling. You I could fell have asleep. been like one fifteen, just like that's totally true. So anyway, blood splatter, and then she comes back in fully changed, and she goes, "Wow, well, thank you for your vein. It was very effective." I was like, "You're welcome." Um, you know, and then guy comes in, whatever. We do the whole thing, and then uh, so then it's like it's just a cold environment. I just thought to myself, man. They could make this with a couple small tweaks so much better. What would you change? First of all, I would have had like blankets that were warm and I have a, a bed that's slightly wider and longer. So I just didn't feel like I was like, you know, you just feel like your arms are hanging off. Your legs are hanging off. It just feels very like this is the minimal amount of coverage they need. And it just didn't feel. It just didn't feel comfy. I just feel like they got to set you up to be a little bit more comfy and been a little bit more nice about everything and a little bit more just like, hey, what's up, man? You know, like cracking jokes. And I could have just been getting like the like deadpan people, you know what I mean? Because I did hear some people across the way that were getting a little bit more like fun action. But um, it just felt very cold, you know, and I and I kind of found out later why they were a little cold. But uh, so, you know, I'm they're getting all prepped and he starts telling me about all the things he's going to do. And then he gives me like a little shot of whatever. Basically, he's like, this is going to f- make you basically be drunk. And I was cool. It gets a shot. I kind of feel drunk a little bit. Then they wheel you in to the operating table. And uh, I knew I was getting a little drunk because I don't remember getting to the operating table. Mm-hmm. I just remember like all of a sudden I was in the room and I was like, whoa. And then you literally feel like a slap of meat 
because there's like 14 people in there just bustling and no one's even looking you in the eye or anything you're just like number 14 on the like deli meat you know so he's like all right you're gonna be um we're gonna get ready to give you the medicine here and then you wake up and then you're out of surgery you know what i mean so uh you know i get out of surgery and i'm and i'm messed up like i'm literally just like what's happening did your throat hurt no because of that whole thing he told me it might but it didn't so i was expecting it to hurt because of like how the tube down the throat it didn't hurt (sighs) i had that once i've heard some people get messed up god dude my mouth with my throat was like on fire and they kept having to bring me crushed ice so i could just hold it like against the back of my throat i like couldn't talk and like breathing and swallowing hurt too i was just like and it kept like, giving me like this spray to numb the back of my throat because it was so, so bad. The way they pushed it down, it like, like caught a, week, a bunch of edges. Dude, it was just fucked. So even now thinking about it. Oh, uh, worst feeling ever. The worst. So, um, and it could be the fact that you got, you know, surgery here. So maybe they had to do more intense stuff. And this stuff. is a totally different one when different. I was younger. Oh, got it. So anyway, so I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming out and, you know, first off, don't tell me stuff I need to know. When I'm absolutely blackout hammered. What did you need it. to know? Well, they're just telling me stuff. Okay, make sure you do this. Make sure you do this. Oh, yeah. We'll like call they just you give you a list of instructions. Yeah, but then they're also like kind of walking me through things. And then I'm kind of, I'm trying to like, what? Okay, I'll make sure I do that. And then like three seconds later, I'm going, what do I do? You know what I mean? Because I'm just completely high. So my <laughs> this one thing, two things I do remember though, is one is just text me. Because she hadn't heard from the doctors because it had gone like 45 minutes longer than they thought. So then she's kind of scared. She's like, no one's called me. So she just texts me and goes, hey, let me know if you're out or whatever. You need me to pick you up. So I text her back and it was so funny because later on I look at the text and it's like, bro, barely legible. And I'm just like, here in house ready minutes you know what i mean like it was just like the nothing made so my brain was just completely separated it's me robot Evan. yeah honestly the surgery was, went well <laughs> it was literally that so then i remember this this is i don't remember what i said but my brother facetimed me he because he thought i was getting surgery in the morning so he thought he was facetiming me much later in the day i pick up apparently and i talked to him for like 30 minutes and I just, I don't remember what I said to him, but I remember just being on with him and hearing nurses laughing because I was like, apparently like talking shit about people in there. Like I was just like joking around, making cracks, like, you know what I mean? Just being like comedic with him. People are laughing and then he's on the phone apparently laughing to the point where I text him like a day later. I'm like, bro, did we talk? He goes, bro, best conversation I've ever had by a mile. (laughs) Funniest time ever. Like he just was like, bro, it was like talking to like an insane person. Um... So that happens and I'm still just so messed up, you know, but I'm, but each 10 minutes or so I'm like coming to, um, and then the nurse, I get switched out with a different nurse, the OG cool flare lady's gone and I get kind of this like cranky older lady. She comes in and she's just not very friendly at all. And she's like, you know, you're our last patient. And I was like, what? She's like, you're our last patient. I was like, cool. So it's, you know, if you're feeling ready to go, it's time to get you out of here. We're all ready to go home. Like she literally said that to me like it like you know when you're in a restaurant you've stayed too long and they're kind of like is there anything else i can get you no okay 
lights are on like yeah. get the fuck out that was the vibe she gave me it was just like when are you leaving and so then she starts asking me like well what do you do for a living you know and it wasn't again it wasn't like in a friendly way it was kind of like in a in an investigatory way and i was like oh music director i'm in music and she's like oh she's like i know a guy who was in music and she says this guy's name and this is this was a close old friend of mine so the chances were wild and i go what oh you know him i'm like oh how's he and she just goes financially independent and i go what <laughs> like i knew what she was saying because this friend of mine like most people in like crazy pyramid schemes they're normal and then they get into this world and then they aren't friends with any of their friends anymore because yeah. they're like i need to be around people with like like-minded mentalities and like i can't be around losers anymore or whatever so he became that guy where he was like he just cut his friendships all off at the knees and then like only became friends with those people and she goes well he's financially independent and i was like what oh cool and she goes yeah he's he's, he's doing very well in the business and it's really exciting and I said this to her and I didn't even realize I said this until after when I was recollecting. I said, oh, are you into all that crap too? <laughs> because I was too high to like have like decorum. So proud of you. <laughs> I just go, oh, are you into that crap too? And what'd she say? And she goes, well, actually I am. And I go, but you're still working. <laughs> <laughs> so i get like oh but you're still working yeah and she's you know she, and then she kind of gives me the like well you know i'm where i am it's that's a part of the journey we're working on it da, 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 da. and then she kind of starts telling me, well what's your deal like are, is you know are you financially independent and i was just like what like i work you know she's like oh well she starts kind of like massaging the idea of just being like, well, you know, I mean, you have a family. You know, it's good to spend more time with them. You shouldn't be working too much. And trying to kind of convince me to start listening to her. And I, just, you up. and I just thought to myself, like, dude, I'm high out of my mind post-surgery. And you're kind of seeing if I'm a lead. And I just thought, like, that is entirely the problem with people in pyramid schemes. Is like, you're no longer a human being to them. You are a possible sale. Mm-hmm. And also, how weird is it that like, this isn't like her mom, you know, my friend's mom or anything, but like, imagine if I was like, hey, how's your friend, um, you know, Carrie? And you're like, oh, she's good. She just invested in a property. Like, that would be a very weird thing to say for me asking about how's a friend doing. You know what I mean? You'd be like, whoa. I mean, like, how's her, does she have kids? And is she happy? And like, what is she doing in life? You know what I mean? I'm like... What a weird thing to bring up as like, that's what's important when I ask how someone's doing is like their finances. Not like they started a business, not like, oh, they built a thing, not they're, oh, they're being creative. Not, oh, not they're contributing to something. Just literally like, oh, this is their financial situation right now. So good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what a weird, like, have you lost your mind that you're like, all that matters is just like what your finances are doing like what about being a human being says that you're if you're thinking about that it seems like you don't think about finances Evan. i think about finances all the time <laughs> it's just more like that's not something you talk about when you talk about how someone's doing unless someone's like really bad they're like yo they lost the house they're on the street we got to help them yeah but if it's 
You know what I mean? No, I definitely like, financial independence isn't something that like you ask when someone else is doing. Like you say, that oh, they phrase, built that thing, or they did. It's it's a weird thing to say. That phrase is really triggering too, because it's like so MLM, like culty. It's used so often in that way of like ah, this term financial independence. Yeah, and you wouldn't say that if if you and this I don't know this woman. So it's also a weird thing to say about someone that I don't, I haven't seen in years and I don't know the person talking about them. Like you wouldn't say if I didn't know you and you asked how this random friend of mine was and he, and he goes, Oh, how is he? And I go, Oh, he's doing, he's good. Um, he's bought multiple properties recently, which are bringing in very good income for him. And because of that, he has to work less hours. Like that's a very weird thing to bring. Like what? But that's like what it's saying to someone. It's like going into specific detail about their financial situation when I ask how you're doing. And I'm not asking the person. I'm asking someone about the person. It's just just fucking weird. So that is where this is now the common ground of our weekends is I weaponized that feeling. And I used it to fret off an annoying person at the bar. And I gave them a fake MLM pitch. When they kept coming up and talking to me and I asked them. That's like a get away from me vibe. Pretty much. And they came up and I was, I said, are you financially independent? I like that. They were like, what? And I was like, let's talk about your financial independence. Would you like to be financially independent, working part-time, earning a full-time salary? They were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, if you give me $1,500 you can be financially secure. And they just like walked away. And every time they came up, I just kept saying the same thing, like a different iteration of that. And it became more and more humorous, but also it had that exact same thing of like, these are non, these are like so off-putting. Like when you it's hear the someone most talk about that, thing ever. you're just instantly like, no, you just turn around. No matter what your motive was, no matter what the impetus, it's just like an absolute buzzkill what if he what if he would have said i am interested you would have had to come up with like some real shit (laughs) that's when i would have been like dude there's no i don't actually have a way to do this or if i was would have been like really really depends on the mood that i'm in how many drinks i've had how many friends are around me to bolster up the confidence if i were to give like a actual fake pitch at that point if they had said yeah i'm interested it would have been like, all right, what's like a fucking quantity of things I can like get this person to buy for $1,500 Yeah, just in my head. It would have been like manila folders, or like some kind of office supply. That's <laughs> right. what comes to my mind right now. I had a friend in the water where we were surfing and I was talking to him. He was about like his job and he was like talking about how he was just trying to come up with like creative things yeah. to do during COVID. And he was taught, he was researching like these low ticket items they're low ticket to source but they sell at a high price point and they're like these weird items that there's only a couple of listers on on amazon so it would become like a really easy thing to go competitive in and one of them was large sized whiteboards sure that the amazon thing's been big over the pandemic everybody like selling random shit on amazon to make a bunch of money talking to me for real about like investing thousands of dollars into buying like an upfront stock of like four by six foot whiteboards. Oh and then you resell them on and then whatever. And yeah. Amazon vendor resell them. And I was like, that's really interesting. That's what a lot of people do. It's like drop shipping and all that stuff. It's he just said he get rich quick schemes. That's what well, they're trying to do. Next time I saw him, I asked him about it. Cause I was like, this is so wild. I just was like, this is 
a wild way to go. And I was like, did you ever end up doing the whiteboard shit? And he was like, no, no, I did not do that. Okay, broads, interrupting the bros here. Listen, medical professionals are undeniably superheroes they deserve a uniform suited for the incredible work that they do day in and day out and yes i know scrubs are kind of mandatory but they don't have to be the boxy itchy cotton things most of us are familiar with figs has set out to make awesome scrubs suited for the awesome humans working in healthcare, and they've done a pretty amazing job Oh, ask anybody that wears scrubs on the job that what the most important thing is. They will say that they need to be functional mm-hmm. and that's where Figs really shines. Also talk to anybody in the healthcare profession. They're going to be like, I love Figs. Seriously. Everyone. I have multiple nurse friends. They're like, no, Figs, all the way, all always, day, always. every day. Um, they've created modern scrubs with a focus on designing comfort, but the main focus has always been function. So their proprietary four-way stretch fabrics makes Figs ridiculously soft, but because their fabric has antimicrobial technology, they're also moisture wicking, they're anti-wrinkle and anti-odor and figs are available in ton of ton of different staples and fabric weights and some figs even have 20 pockets if you're not sure where to start check out their core collection they never go out of stock or out of style and they're available in a ton of different colors that can be mixed and matched whenever you need a quick wardrobe refresh pretty much every medical office i've been in in the last year the last few years their team they're all in figs okay from my dog's vet to my esthetician's office they're all decked out in figs from the front reception to the doctor and it's no wonder they look so good and they feel so good. Figs believes the awesome humans in healthcare deserve scrubs that match. Head to wearfigs.com and use code chattybroads to get 15% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com code chattybroads for 15% off your first order. My best friend at one point, like right after college, when we were just, you know, doing whatever, no one really had... right. Like career wasn't on their mind. It was like the thing of like, I'm just going to do whatever for a couple of years. And then like, after college, after college. Yeah. Wow. Just get a job where you're like, I'm just trying to get a job that gets me out. Got it. You know, and just be like, and have fun with my friends a little bit. So many of us anyway, whatever we were like, that was kind of our thing. I we were all that. kind of working like, uh, well, I was trying to act at the time. So I did, couldn't have like too serious a job. Sure. Cause you had to be so like, we at a all moment's working notice, in, go like, to a... yeah retailer service industry or something like that and something flexible and um he's like dude i'm gonna flip game cubes and i was like what the <sighs> fuck are you talking about and he's like bro i'm telling you he's the like every time thing he's just... like i'm on ebay and i'm on these like after sell market sites and he's like these things are going for like whatever and he's like i'm on the he was buying them off of the goodwill marketplace because goodwill has an online thing and he's like i can get these for like 45 bucks off goodwill and he goes i'm seeing them going all day like 100 bucks 120 bucks on ebay this fool buys like eight of these things can't sell one of them of course can't sell one can't even sell them for the price he bought them for he couldn't he he's telling me he goes i don't get it man he goes i'm doing all the same things these guys are doing he goes i literally am making like identical posts he goes i see them listing theirs it seems like they're selling theirs seems like they're selling them he goes but i can't seem to sell mine and i was just dying this fool would slide open his closet door and just, <laughs> just, mind you this the gamecube is already like 15 years old at this right. point he's selling like old game but consoles. it's also not old enough to be vintage so it's like this it's no, just outdated I was dying over like <laughs> of all the schemes i was like, and it's this like is a scheme real... to make 50 bucks you this know what shit I mean? was so funny to me yeah it wasn't like scalping tickets it was like a scheme That's to a make legit like, one yeah right 
if you are trying to make like a few hundred bucks right get set your timer buy one of those like sell out concerts buy, buy like Coachella, five tickets sell it for flip a thousand bucks more whatever yeah, yeah. That shit works. It totally works, but it does make me laugh. The only one that works like that is selling drugs. That's like the only tried and true one is when you're like, look, like I'll spend $300 up front. We know that this will move. I'll get to keep such this amount for myself for my own use and I'm going to make a hundred bucks. Right. It's just like, and I'll be able to do it all over again. And And people will never not want it. So, and you don't really have to do much. You just like call a couple people and you're like, Hey, like if you ever need somewhere to get this, like I have it now. Right. Like, great (laughs) fantastic so convenient so convenient so how was the rest of how was the wedding the wedding was it's honestly one of the better weddings i've ever been to wow which makes me want to ask you about we we should definitely talk on top i think like wedding experience is what we Mm. think makes a good one because it is there's very nuanced i think between good weddings and bad weddings agree weedings um well weedings are different but so they're just as important this was a destination wedding always fun this was in okay. Mendocino, California. By the I way, I love Mendocino Farms, the been. restaurant. Fantastic sandwiches. This place is as beautiful as the restaurant is good. Oh, wow. Okay, Phenomenal. fantastic. It's a very gorgeous town. It's a very cute doll, haunted dollhouse vibe on the coast. And then, yeah, like sort of like Central Salem California. Witch. Sort of like Salem Witch vibes, but on the... Okay. Kind but of- like not like... Just a lot of people died. It just feels like it's been there. It just There's feels There's a lot haunting. of spirits. There's a haunting vibe. A lot of graveyards in a very small area. Very beautiful, though. Very beautiful. Is this Central California? Where yeah. Where is this? Okay. Um, it was slated to be sunny, and then it started to rain. Uh, and this seemed like rain's maybe good not luck, a good though, thing. Right? Well, so this was a smaller wedding, and it's with like a group of friends. It's not necessarily known for partying or dancing or those things. They had a dance floor, and in my mind, I was like, that one's going to be on the dance floor. It's going to be brutal, yeah. The weather got so cold, though. We all had to huddle under the tarp for warmth. Dance floor's right in the center of that. Everybody danced. Love it. The whole time. So that made it really fun. A lot of high energy there. It seemed like the right amount. It really, everything fit the people who were doing it. That was good. I gave a best man speech. Amazing. Crushed it. Crushed it. Love that. Absolutely crushed it, actually. That was was a fun feeling. It was a fun moment. Incredible. Altogether, it was a very good time. We had a good after party at the locals bar. Sick. That's when I was getting endlessly harassed by this person in the bar, and I gave my MLM speech. Love it. Worked perfect. Worked like a charm. Even Becca was even, uh, me and Becca were both drinking together, which is rare. Yeah, she usually invited Invited everyone who was at the bar back to our hotel room. Wow, classic wedding move. Oh my gosh, wait, no, end up in a, uh, in in someone's room is like a classic young 20s wedding move. Here's Becca drinking though, is she's like, the, the caterers at the wedding are coming around with pizzas and I'm like, no, I don't want any slice of pizza. She's like, dummy we're going to a bar she goes excuse me we'll take the whole pizza just me and becca she meanwhile throughout the course of the night eats all the toppings classic off the pizza no one else really wanted any and she just like slowly so now it's just bread you'd open it up and you'd see these pieces of bread with like the teeth channels of like gnawing off just the and you're kind of like you know maybe i do want a piece and it's just it's just bread and she's like everybody go back to our room and she's just pizza gnawing Buying the cheese off the pizza. Oh, because of her diet, her special diet, she can't have the bread. I guess, yeah. Or she was just like, just I'm not going to eat all the good. bread for a whole pizza. Oh my god, so funny, dude. Dude, that's that's that that fun, fun though. That it is was, fun. It was a really good time. 
And they just have a beautiful drive back down like the PCH along that coastline. Are, do you good. like weddings in general? I do. I'm a sucker for weddings. Me too. I love weddings. They're so happy. That's why I was, dude, I, I had a lot of fun giving the best man speech. Got it. Because oh, you can't you love, help. You love a good speech too. So I you, love a good speech. If, 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 if there's an opportunity for Grayston to get on a pedestal and speak, it is dream come know true. This? First of all, you'll do it here. Second of all, you've <laughs> talked about how you're a good speaker and you talked about how you like waxing. I do. I do. So it's perfect. It's meant. It's perfect. I do. Did you write out a speech or did you kind of wing it? Becca and I talked. I had been thinking about like a handful of directions I'd wanted to go just in my head. And then while we were driving, she she took some some notes for me. And then our room had a sauna in it, which was cool. So I spent some time in the sauna before the wedding. Compiled, like organized those thoughts. And then um, Alec, my best friend, who is actually the GameCube the guy who tried to sell the GameCubes. Got it. We were both best men. So he had to give a speech too. Two best men. So yeah, this is, that was part of his speech. That was, he is a stand-up comedian. He was doing that. Oh, Al, I know Alec. Yeah. yeah, he's hilarious. So me and I him were having guy. to compare each other's notes and compare like our, what are the like, jokes? Let's not, let's not say the same Don't thing about the, the same, same story. Yeah. We, what is the perspective you're taking on this? So we were comparing them and then it was funny because he was like, no, 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 like you should definitely go after me on yours. Because I had the nice, I had the nice little tempo of like, it was really, well, I was like, I would have an emotional moment and I legit started crying in the speech. Oh, be- that's perfect. I was talking Q-tears. about how we were just kids. I was like, you were, we've all been friends for 24 years. Oh, okay. So, so I was like, this is like an OG friend when you were a kid. And Alec brought that up. We all met in the third grade. Wow. And so we were kind of talking about that. And I was like, no, seriously, though, like we've all been friends. Like there's like, it feels like yesterday we were kids you know and i just like paused and i literally started crying and i was a whole joke built off that and i was like i put in my notes to cry there oh but it hit me where i was like i was legit crying and i was like were you gonna fake cry i wasn't gonna fake cry i knew i would be like i knew i could sound emotional but i was like legit crying wait hold hold on so you were gonna though fake if 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 the tears didn't naturally come you were gonna i i just anytime i know I, it was effortless because anytime I thought about that of being like, I've known these guys for 24 years. Like You'd we're getting the best man. So I was like, Oh, it's going to come up where I could get choked up. But I do but like, I wasn't you know, expecting like legit. Oh yeah. It was in my note to cry. And, and I most likely will get choked up for here. <laughs> most likely this is going to be choked up. So I'm going to build off that emotional. I'm going to build off that crescendo. Um, and I segued into freaking like I was tearing up and I was going, no, seriously, it feels like just yesterday that we were helping our mothers around the house. Oh, no, I said that we were hitting the books, just kids hitting the books and helping our mothers around the house. And I was like choking back tears as I was saying this. And like that we were volunteering and doing community service projects. Like we all know you weren't. That shit brought the house down. Yeah. Dude. That was just done. Love it. Their moms. Because they knew like, like you guys are full oh, of shit. You guys the were the worst. Kind yeah, of thing. Just yeah, like yeah, everyone yeah. knew. I, mean, I just knew was, when we were helping at the orphanage and we're like, we know yeah. you, you guys were like just high. Alec was, Alec was telling all like these, you know, ridiculous stories from us as kids. And then I'm coming up being like, no, like us, we were hitting the books. Right. <laughs> crying about it. And then I had like the nice burns. I, it was just good, dude. Amazing. It was good. It was a nice, when you give speeches at parties like that, people are also, they're so 
it's the easiest place to make someone laugh. Well, they, they're wanting to. Because of me and me and you were in the crowd and we're just like, oh my God, like they're so in love and they're so happy. And you and like, want to laugh so you're ready and like and you're ready to give it to them. And we're all drinking and we're all like, you know, everyone's just like ready to go and they just want, they want it to be good. Totally. There's nothing worse than a shit wedding speech. Well, it's interesting but I also think that a lot of people aren't, you know, gifted in that way. Like I've done a couple of best man speeches and it's like, you know, um, I think me and you can chat and we can write a good like conversational piece and write a good arc to a story or whatever, whatever. But like a lot of people like, you know, they're very, they're very nervous. Like I remember like doing my best man speeches and just being like, all right, it's gonna be good. And the guy next to me who's doing like the uncle speech or like the other or the, or the, um, you know, the maid of honor speech is just sweating bullets. <laughs> terrified. I was freaking out. Dude. You were scared. I was terrified. Really? Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know if they're going to take it in the way of like it being endearing or if they're going to be like, I'm shocked you do that. We do this every week. I'm shocked you'd be afraid. Well, because it's also like you're roasting someone. So you want a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You want to make sure but that the, like, best, nice the best man speech is supposed to be funny. You have to, you have like your endearing moments, but the best you got to go endearing, funny, real roast. You got to have all those exactly. elements. Yeah. You have to touch on all these things and it has to end on like a really serious, like she's the best, like she's the most important yes. person in your life, yes. like kind of a thing. And then you end it on a high, happy note, you know, sure. of like, and get busy making kids like that kind of stuff. Sure. That's exactly how best man's supposed to go to yeah. me. That's like the movie approach. Of course. Yeah. But if you see someone like, I think if anyone puts any amount of effort into the wedding speech, that translates and all is forgiven. It's like I think a lot of people get people locked try. up with the idea and then they just kind of like write out some basic like, and you've always been a great friend. I mean, remember that one time I we went to the strip club? <laughs> anyway, um, it, it gets really awkward and like, yeah. Those are great though at the same time. Great, but you're laughing at them, not with them. It's like bad karaoke, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but that's fun though. I love a good wedding, dude. Like, even even I, I went to a wedding recently that wasn't even like I didn't know anybody. It was like Jess knew someone and I had a blast. What made Drinking. it such a blast? Well, okay, let's get into like weddings. Yeah, because this, this is debatable <laughs> and I really feel like people miss this. Like what it takes to have a good wedding. Okay, because there's we me and you. I'm sure been to many weddings and, and, and a um, you know, and I'm sure you've been to some extravagant ones from where you were raised and grew up and like families and stuff. And I'm sure you've been to some absolute backyard burners that like broke kid ones. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm sure we've been to all types and I have as well. And I do feel like there's lessons to be learned because of times had at e each wedding. The one thing I've found is that money doesn't really matter. No, unless you are lacking in a lot of areas. So, like, if you're not going to have what I think are important, then it better be fucking bougie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it better be, like, rich, rich, rich. Then you can kind of get away with a lot, with, with missing all the good shit. So, it's like, if the hors d'oeuvres and the private chefs and the wine is amazing and the environment is gorgeous. If you have a raw bar. Exactly. If there's just extre extreme wealth, then at least you can kind of get away with, like, not doing any of the good stuff that we're going to get into. I've never, any time that there's a free raw bar, I've never, I've memorized, I remember every single opportunity I've ever had to have unlimited raw seafood 
Exactly. Stuff like so that. So just like oysters and You're king like, crab well, legs and stuff. If everyone's going to be stuck up and weird, I might as well just eat this amazing It's a food. highlight for yeah. me. I'm just <laughs> like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I don't know anyone here, for but me, I've had 25 oysters and like fucking 12 crab legs. For me, it's food and uh, booze. If it's going to be a bad wedding, it's like, all right, well, might as well get drunk and just eat all this food. Yeah. You know, oh, yes, I will so, have another one of those things, you know. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just bring up, I'll start with one Free thing that I think Free is alcohol. super important. Free booze. Yeah. Free booze Thank is one. You. And it doesn't have to That's be nice. Number one. So it doesn't have to be high end champagne. It's really free. nice cocktails. It's just make it free. You could do a and bucket, lots of it. A bucket of beers, a bucket of uh seltzers, two buck chuck from Trader Joe's. Just have just you spend can just do like, like some kegs. Kegs do it spend like, treat like, a, like a college party. Literally have just like some random handles, let people pour their own out. Whatever alcohol. it is, buy just bottle of Costco booze. Like whatever it is. Like if you're broke <laughs> and you're trying to throw a fun wedding, don't like just make sure that one of your key priorities is that everyone's drinking endlessly as much as they want and having a good time. Yeah. Like that's numero. Even if you're um, broke, just steal the alcohol so you can have it at your wedding for free <laughs> for your guests. They'll thank you later. When you were to think about it, if you were to be like, oh, okay, how much would it cost? Like if we were going to have a wedding, right? We know a wedding's going to cost money. So you have to have saved some money to like have a wedding that you'd be like, okay, let's put this amount of money into like a massive bucket of beers, a massive bucket of seltzers, a bottle of vodka, a couple of vodka, whatever. And it's like a couple hundred bucks I, and you're there. You know, I it's just like, had like a great National Lampoon movie idea. What? Should be like, like your best friend's super well, like his wife's super wealthy he's like his job's supposed to take it up to go whatever but he's in debt doesn't have any but they're supposed to pay for the wedding or whatever they're waiting like because a relative's supposed to provide it it's all taken care of like the cash but it all falls through and him and his like broke friends are supposed Throw to put wedding. on the whole wedding they have to figure out all the catering all the entertainment all the alcohol all this stuff but they threw parties in college on no budget all the time. And they have to take that approach to throwing a super sick wedding for an affluent crowd. Yes. And then they have to do things like, you know, however, they're going to have to figure it out. Right. They're going to have to figure out how they're going to do all of it. But that was my National Lampoon idea. I love that idea. We were it's just a great talking idea. About and the concept of this also is If any of you are writers, you can have you the guys, idea. You guys can go ahead and have that. Just cut us in. You're welcome. A point or two. Um, because I remember Jimmy Fox talking about this. He talked about like how he he beat P. Diddy's party with like 500 bucks because P. Diddy had this thing called the white party that was like millions of dollars and it was yeah. like really famous, right? And he says, I rivaled that party with 500 bucks. How, how, how did he do because that? Because his whole concept was like right people and booze and food, mm. not about having the thing made out of ice. You know yeah. what I mean? Not like having where you pour your drink down the ice sculpture and then it's cold at the end. Like that's not the stuff that people are going to remember. No. So free booze. Although the way, that this is, is cool. The, the booze, the sure. shoot, whatever those it's are. It's fun, but it's not like vital no. to a good time. No. Okay. So let's just, let's call this the, the, the bros a, wedding guide. Yeah. Okay. Free booze. Doesn't have to be expensive. Nice. Nothing. Just has to be free. Mm -hmm. Could be cheapest of the cheap, but just make it free and easy to access for everyone to have a good time. Okay. Number one. Two for me okay. is appetizers. Okay. Because Again, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive. Could be pigs in a blanket. <laughs> but dude, you could have chips. chips I don't walk, care what it is. Walk. People are awkwardly standing around waiting for the reception to start. 
and they're having oh, you need to have pre you need to have drinks before the reception yes. as loosen well. Loosen people up so they're chilling. Loosen them up and give them something to snack on. Peanuts, chips, whatever, like bar food. Dude, chips, Who the fuck salsa, cares? guac. Dude, if I have an outdoor wedding, I want everyone to have like I mean, if it wouldn't kill Becca, but like bar peanuts, if they could just shell peanuts sure. through the wedding, like at a ball game, that'd be sick. Basic food doesn't have to be the like high end no whatever but just snacks and pre-drinks before like before the i do's before the ceremony before the bride walks out and stuff people can be snacking 100 and having little anxiety drinks they'll be super happy about it and by, the time they're in the, by the time they're in the uh yeah the the uh reception not reception but the ceremony the ceremony they're already just kind of relaxed and cheering and and super light so no one ruins their appetite yes. we're not talking breads okay we're not talking heavy breads at this yes. point but my friends had a charcuterie board. Perfect. It was it was indeed Amazing. meats and cheese. Chill. It was phenomenal. It was what needed that. to happen. So okay, so we got free booze. So you like some appetizers? I like that. Yeah, they um, had margaritas and like that stuff going. Love like, that chill. Fuck, yeah. Uh, short ceremony. Very. Don't give me this forty-five minute pastors up there trying to like preach you the gospel. Okay. What we need is about. 15 minutes the last thing you need is one of the people like one of your bridesmaids or your grooms fainting on there because yes. they're standing with their legs locked which has happened at my sister's wedding that's how a common thing dude yes. unless you have like i remember that was when when i was in middle school choir they explained that to us they're it was like, like the you'll first pass time out they're straight up and some kid did and Especially they're like some kid wedding, always does they're like people don't would. you're like you're yeah. gonna be up here for a while you need to know how to do it so 15 minute wedding yeah you go up everyone comes in um and you go bam bam boom i love you i love you bam 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 they walk out cheers and now everyone's ready for the rest of the night they're not tired they're not like geez my back hurts man i don't know anybody this is awkward you know what i mean it's like it's over what let me ask you this have you ever been to a wedding where one of the like someone's best friend is not is the officiant like have you ever not have you ever been to a wedding where it's not like a best friend who's the officiant it was all uh, for me it's always been like some sort of religious figure or if it wasn't a religious figure it was like um my mentor or like my therapist was one or like but no, i would not, love to have just some random person but not like friend it's generally been like really? i mean i've definitely had that but like in general most weddings i've ever been to the person is like this guy is my he, you know he's my hero he kind of like was the guy that he was like the guy who helped me with all my this he was my therapist or she was my therapist or my pastor or uh my priest or some sort of like figurehead but not just like my buddy jared you know what i mean oh all my friends have been like one of their best friends oh i mean it's happened That's like jess did a wedding not too long ago for friends like it happens but in general what i've found is like those weddings are a lot more uh low-key like mm. the friend doing it that i've experienced is always like oh we've got 10 people and we threw together a wedding and it's just kind of like like I, I married my friends once in a in a cave in malibu wow yeah um but again there was like five of us you know what i mean it was just really chill um did you get certified yeah i by the church of whatever online then you got to say by the power vested in me oh, by yeah. the state of california 100%. It's a powerful line. Yeah. Me and Jess have both married people. We have vested power. We have me and Jess both have vested power by the universal it's a powerful church. house. We're very strong. You got to battle the ghosts with that. Yeah. By the power vested yeah, in me. Uh, by the state of California. Spoon. 
I command you, ghost. <laughs> Quit waking up, Ember. With, with the shit. Um. Okay, so so we got okay. Short ceremony hors d'oeuvres, booze. Next. <clears throat> Next is um. None of this like lounging around, meandering bullshit. Sit them down. Ceremony's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's dinner time. Get to your tables. Bada bing. Everybody get to their tables. And if you're going to be doing like, you know, orders of like, hey, this table first, then this table, which I, you know, I understand the cafeteria buffet line thing. It just burns people who aren't first. And it always takes an hour for everyone to return to their seat. If you're going to do it, have multiple stations of all the same things. Got it. Have at least two. So I got to disagree with you a little bit. I do not think people should be eating after they've just sat. What do you think? I think there should be a good 45 minutes of like, you're getting more booze in your system. Mm. You're eating the hors d'oeuvres. You're hanging out. You're meeting with, you're seeing, because everyone's creeping into the ceremony. You know what I mean? Everyone creeps into the ceremony. So after the ceremony, you kind of need to catch up with your own buddy. You You do need to shake it down a little bit. You need to, oh, what's up, dude? Because like he came in late. You didn't hang, you know what I mean? So that was someone you haven't seen for years. Exactly. You're like, man, you live in Europe. So, so, but again, it's back to the food. Keep the food simple. Again, these are not like tips to be like, you got to have a lot of money to do it. This is just keep the food tasty and simple. Keep the booze flowing. Keep the ceremony quick. No, and here's the thing with wedding food too is while it's fun to have a fancy wedding course and be like, it's only fun if it's actually any good. And if you're getting catering, most yeah. of the time they don't really do like fancy food mm-hmm. very fucking good. Like right. large scale salmon fillets to me as example never are that great you can go you can go simple with it i think if it's gonna be if as long as it's gonna be good that's what people care about most i want to eat the whole plate like do tacos do like basic stuff yeah keep it simple don't worry about doing something fancy no high-end chicken melanese with it it's like no just make it simple do like barbecue yeah just make it simple yeah yeah, mac and cheese and barbecue would be fire. So good if I went to a wedding and they were like, just oh yeah, ribs. so by the way, we're just, yeah, that's what you have for right. dinner. I'd be like, holy shit. This is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Just like. So keep it simple. Thank um, you. Because they all want to be like, oh, you're in suits. Yeah, we're fork and knife. Yeah. Like, give everyone some bibs. And a Crab trash. legs. Give them all a trash <laughs> bag to like cover their suit in. Right. And then, yeah, some big gloves and just, yeah, go to town. Bunch of hammers and some crab legs. Although that's not on the cheap end. That's not, no. But, that would but, be so much fun, I mean, even though. just, like, cool hot dogs with, like, nice toppings, whatever. It's, like, I it's all good. I love hot dogs. So, here's another thing. So, keep the speeches minimal. Mm. Like, we got best man, you know, and we got best man, maid of honor, mom and dad. We don't need the second best friend. We don't need the uncles. We don't need the uh, we don't need the open mics. Like keep it chill, keep it fun. You start wearing people out, now everyone's over it. Although I love late night toasts. No, late night toasts are later. Late but I'm just saying like are... during the actual thing too much and then there's the because there's already then there's like the the you know the mom and daughter dance and there's the mom and son day you know there's just too many dance you know you start you're there for two hours at dinner just like waiting like when is this thing over okay so keep it all just concise pick the hits and run now this next one is a huge one for me it's maybe the biggest one because this is where the night this is the (laughs) this is where the night goes bad or awesome 
Do not hire a wedding band unless the wedding band is playing jazz during dinner. You want a DJ thumping some like fun hip hop club music. Because the idea is that by the end of dinner, everyone's soft, loose, ready to have a good time. When you hit me with the ladies and gentlemen, YMC, I, I literally want to die. So what I need is I need a club environment. I want to walk into a room where it's low light. There's booze everywhere. And someone's just like ripping some like hits and some hip hop. And everyone feels like it's not awkward. It's not too lit. You need to make it feel what, just what mellow you? where it's like the music's pumping and we're all hanging out or else you have to drink a lot to get over the awkwardness of how awkward the dancing situation well, is. So what do you think about like kick-ass cover bands? No. At weddings? No bands. Like not a rush cover band? No. That's the worst. <laughs> no. No one wants to dance to a band. This a isn't Billy the, Joel cover no, band. This isn't the 60s, dude. You don't go to a club with all your friends where you want to dance and there's a band up there going one two three you you go to a club and there's a dj ripping a ramstein cover band now we're talking but you know what i'm saying like play the like why in every aspect of your life when you go dancing at a bar or a club you have a certain thing you do and then at weddings people just ignore all those things because they feel like it's not classy and then you end up listening to some guy sing like the time of our lives and you're sitting there just like this is kind of awkward and like grandma's kind of dancing next to me like make it fun make it hip-hop make it like you would dance at a club make the music right like if you're playing music with all the friends at a house party that's the music you want to play becca and i said that we would um have like the first 30 minutes of the dance be like kid friendly and we would open it up with the hamster dance well, whatever. If you're doing more of a theme thing or whatever, like that's cool. But if you're like trying to get your friends to have a good time, imagine, like, imagine, I could just imagine you if it went to like, and now the DJ and he just went, the ba da be do do. But if it's meant for kids, that's different. It is if it's meant for if kids. It's meant for kids, but if it's adults trying to be then silly or whatever, a bunch of kids like, rush out. They're like, that's fun, dude. That's fun. But it's if you're trying to actually have an adult time and then like someone's playing just like play you know whatever and just like oh this is ruined no, the, the night is ruined i do agree with that i also i went to a wedding where they had um it was too there were too many events too it many was too many situations. things to sit down like they had some they had a dance portion they had hired dancers to come so they interrupted the whole dance thing and everyone had to sit down for the show and it was just like Dude, like I, I just want to socialize with I just people. Want to hang and drink. What and are we entertainment's doing? Entertainment's cool, but like this is also like kitschy and like it's hilarious and like of course it's very you, but also like I just want to hang out with people. Um, and so that you know that to me is Buzz like kill. you got to allow for that freedom. Now I do like being entertained. This is like when you go to like on a larger scale. If you have a bigger budget. Lots of games and lots of entertainment are really fun. Games? Photo booths. But again, that's side stuff. That's not everyone has to join no, in. That's I'm side just stuff. saying it's fun. I love it, but it's side stuff. What, okay. I'm, what I'm saying is when you're making someone collectively do something. Yeah. Make yeah, sure yeah, it's yeah. just chill and fun. Okay, so now we've got it covered where you're not going to do a band unless they're phenomenal. And by the way, that's cheap. 
having your buddy on Spotify ripping a playlist. And you have cheap. everyone send in a song that they want for the wedding. Make I mean, it for fun. The thing. And you don't have to put everyone's song. You can read through the list. No, and you'd be like, this is just gonna like no, we're not going to play that song. Kill, no. Obviously, you're trolling Uncle Jesse, but no, yeah, we're not exactly. doing that one. We're not going to play Sandstorm unless it's at the very end. Right. So it's like... And then it goes hard. Goes hard. So to recap. Yeah. Free beer. Free, free booze. Cheap. It does could be cheap. Snacks and pre-ceremony drinks. could be cheap as well. Just make sure they're lots and they're yeah. sweet and salt. But not two, sweet, but A has an addendum, which is free booze, and the free booze needs to start being served right pre-ceremony. Away. Right away. Right away. You should have a drink in your hand the second you walk in. Yes. A lot of people wait and you have to like wait till after the ceremony. Smoking like, at the wedding. Yes. You mean, oh, like a vape station maybe? Anything. <laughs> just let people smoke whatever they want to smoke. Right. If they want to stand off to the side and smoke a mixture of cigarettes and other things, let it's them. It's a party. It's a party. Make it outdoor. Don't make it a pain in the ass because then people are going to leave to go and do that. Yes. And you don't want them to leave. You don't want them to be too far out of sight. Yes. If you can do it, if you can swing it, outdoors so everyone's kind of huddled and then your smoker friends can be just like 30 feet away and they're not bothering anybody but they're still within sight the crowd hasn't thinned and they're there's a shoutable distance and free booze snacks, snacks. all of that's important for pre-ceremony anxieties think barbecue at your house yeah this is a big thing about weddings oh I, oh yeah what? dress up though I'm not big on casual weddings. I want to get dressed up and celebrate your wedding. I want an excuse to wear my dress shoes that I never ever wear or wear a button down shirt. I know a lot of people are obsessed at this idea. Yeah, I had to wear a suit. Love that. I love, love getting suit. dressed up in suits. But that's what I also love going to a wedding in a suit. It adds to the atmosphere like Halloween where it's like I get to put on this costume of getting cleaned up and have your friend's family comment on how well you clean up. It adds to the pageantry. Yeah. I it love that. Does. Pageantry okay, love is it. important. Pageantry is huge. And you me another beer. And these events are about pageantry. Um, I agree. I agree. So getting dressed up is fun. Getting um, dressed up is a mandatory. Mandatory for me, event. Got it for bro. So, okay, keep everything short so that people can hang out. Yeah. So we don't need the long ceremonies. We don't need the long speeches. We don't need the long, uh, you know, agendas. Like you just want to be able to have a good time. And this is where I feel like people get wrong with weddings and they forget what you're doing is that you're, this is not for you. No, this is for your friends. It's for everybody else. This is nothing to do with you. Actually. No one when cares. People talk about like this is my day. It's like, it's absolutely not your day. Also, no one gives a shit that you got married. No one cares. And so people are there to just have a good time and hang out and celebrate you. Except so, your mom, your mom cares. Your mom cares. But like when you have a barbecue in your backyard, your mentality is others focused. You go, oh, I want to make sure they have lots of booze. I want to make sure they have lots of good food. I want to make sure the hang is good. I want to make sure I invite the right people and we're all hanging out, whatever. With weddings, people forget that. And they go, oh, I want to make sure I spend the most amount of money on like the, uh, you know, the ornate decorations and like the venue. I'm like, none of that matters compared to just making sure that people have food, booze, and a good time. Mm -hmm. That's it. Think you're throwing a backyard party. Oh, and by the way, you're getting married and you will have the most epic wedding ever i have had the most fun ever at weddings that were the cheapest weddings i'd ever been to and i've had the least amount of fun at like super high dollar weddings because people idolized like spending a ton of money on the things and not the actual experience i don't know I, that's so i just like people just don't I get agree. it drives me nuts i've been to like two million dollar weddings and they're just like 
this is amazing, but at the same time, it's just like, I feel like I'm at like Coachella right now. Well, extravagance on that end can also be like antisocial. Super antisocial. So. Versus like, I've been to like backyard weddings with like friends and they're just like 30 people and we're having a monster time. Yeah. And they spent like 300 bucks on the wedding. And it's just like the funnest time ever. Yeah. You know. I also think the after party, depending on the crowd, if you're like, if everyone in your family's chill, don't move the after party somewhere. Don't make people leave like where the ceremony is. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. 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 Cause you gotta leave and get in a bus. All in one. Don't do that shit. And then don't delay it like two hours so people can have a costume change. Whatever the fuck. If you want to have a costume change as the bride and groom, power to you. I actually think that's a good idea. But everyone else can just stay in their shit and everyone else can just stay where they are. Yeah. And you just have it there. Party in the church, dude. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's really simple, but I think people get really into like... That would actually be so fun. Party in a church. If you just had had the ceremony and they just raged inside of a church. And it's funny... Clear the pews. I love that. It's funny... A wedding is like a um, it's like a club experience where these people are looking for the after party too, because then people start whispering like, "Are we going to go to the? What are we going to go after? Are we going to go to the bar after?" You know, oh, yeah. you don't want to be a part of the group that's not at the bar, or have your venues near a bar so you can declare like, "Oh, the, everyone, we're shutting down at nine o'clock. Take it to the bar." Love that. And then you guys, everyone's there at the bar, and then they're just running up tabs, having a blast. No one gives a shit, and you take over the bar. You were pretty hungover, yeah. I was catastrophically hungover. It wasn't my worst, but I couldn't stand up. I had to leave breakfast. <laughs> but I couldn't stand up. I had to leave breakfast. I went to breakfast in my you head. You had some wild hangovers. My head was in my hands and um, I couldn't stand in line for breakfast because uh, you had to order and then sit down. I just couldn't do that. I had to send someone and I just told them I wanted coffee and orange juice. And then right after they left, I just said, I can't do this. And I just got up and went back to the hotel room. <laughs> And then just got back in bed, heated up some of the pizza Becca didn't eat all the toppings off of. Oh, the kids weren't with you though. So you can, no, the kids weren't with me. And then I tried to drive and I immediately had to pull over and switch seats with Becca. (laughs) And then I just drive the whole time, like in the coffin pose where you just like are a corpse and you're just like this and you're reclined and sunglasses on the window slightly down. And they're like, you can't, you're like, you've been asleep this whole time. And you're like, oh, trust me, I am not asleep. You're just lying there. Holding on for dear life. Existing. You're just like, if I do anything more, like, that's it. It's all game over. The whole time, Beck is like yelling at me for being like, she's like, I'm tired too. You know that? (laughs) She's like, I'm fucking tired too. She's like, I don't even get, I'm like, oh my gosh, this drive is so beautiful. And she's like, fuck you. She's like, I'm driving. I should be looking out the window thinking how beautiful it is. But I do love that you, I know you and you don't give two shits. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I literally kill us all. I will kill us all if I drive right now. <laughs> Off the beautiful central coast cliff we go. It will happen. I'll just be zoned out. I'll just be fo- too focused on trying not to puke to even turn the wheel. I'll just drive straight <laughs> and just keep accelerating. Dude. Yeah. It's funny. My body turns on me before I can I can even drink to that point. Like, I think maybe it's just the age or the body it's now. It's like, I can't drink to the point now where I can get that hungover. My body goes, by the way, we're going to barf. And like, oh, you're going to start feeling nauseous. Like, before I can get to the point where I'm like, 
kill me there is uh, uh hungover this is the horrible side of like my irish genetics is that like there's a point where you just like you just you just we're, we're going you don't if it doesn't happen early it's just never gonna happen or you just, mean I the mean, like sick feeling of drinking where you're just like eh, i'm just not like i'm not gonna drink that like no i'm not gonna drink too much tonight if you like cross that threshold you're just like we could drink like literally like, we just don't ever stop you just really? don't stop like four in the morning i was opening a bottle of white wine bad white wine 4 a.m bad bad news that's what did it nothing beforehand it was just that bottle of wine you know what's a but funny there's, dynamic there's something i mean just like the you hear about just like i don't know what it, i do believe in like the irish genetics yeah just sure be a terrible piece of shit when you're partying Dude, my father-in-law you could just never stop it does you like Dude, an energizer bunny it bro, makes no sense my father-in-law is straight up 60 years old mm-hmm. he out drinks me anytime we drink by a mile and is up at 5 a.m. No problems. I'm hungover, walking downstairs going, oh, what's up, man? How you doing? He goes, what's up? Making eggs. Do you want anything? And I'm going, bro, you had twice as much as me. How are you not hungover? He goes, ah, I found my man. I don't feel great, but I'm good. And I'm going, it's a functional he's alcoholic. 60. That's because he's drinking when he wakes up. That's the thing. It's like what I failed to do, what was stupid of me, because I always feel so irresponsible when I do this. You, what you immediately need to you do is start drinking again. It's the last thing you want to do. You feel like such a piece of shit. But there's nothing like a mimosa when you're hungover. It immediately cures all problems. All alcohol seems like the worst choice when you're hungover, but it's exactly what you need. That's the science behind it. I didn't do That's that. That's the science. I forgot about that part. I forgot about the you disease You need to chug a beer right away. It's why it's a disease. But yeah, you just, you do have to, or just like take some whiskey. Something, just get that edge off. Anything, you have to get a, at least one, however you get at least one beer's worth of alcohol in you, right off the bat, that's how you deal with it. And some Excedrin. My move is a, uh, um, of, uh, you know, of uh, orange vodges. An orange vodges. Yeah, that's my is it orange juice and vodka in the morning if if I'm like hungover. Food that won't immediately. do it. Food no, won't do food it. doesn't do. You need nothing. to do alcohol, lots of alcohol, and then once you're buzzed again, then you do food. Yes, heavy salt, heavy grease. Burrito, like basically a breakfast burrito is the ultimate. Cheeseburgers and French fries. You know what's a funny dynamic? Bacon, bacon with cheese. A funny dynamic is at a wedding is when you've had a late night with a wet everybody at a wedding. Okay, you know three people. You've met nine, right? So now you're in a hotel room, wasted with fifteen people having a blast, dude. You're that hilarious. How are we not? But what I said, that math adds up, right? But like you're in a, you're packed in a hotel room, <laughs> and half the people you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. But you become best friends with because yes. you're all hanging out, right? Right? Oh my god, dude, you're fucking hilarious. We need to hang out. Best friends right then everyone wakes up the next morning hung over as hell and then you're just kind of like sup clammy he's like uh what's up dude and then like there's always that one guy who's like not quite as hung over and he's a little bit like what's up guys we have a great time outside and like we're like what that's where i'm just there like this and like- no one's ever gonna talk to each other again and like they were best friends but like eight hours ago you all were best friends now we're like not even looking at each other <laughs> i oh i feel like i always look like i'm gonna cry when i'm really hung over i'm just there just, just like, like It's that's like really hungover. Pain. So you're just you're like hanging on for dear life. I get bad. I get it bad if I'm like that. Yeah, and that's why I really don't ever want to drink when I'm hungover. My hangover is where I'm like, I I will start to spiral on like 
what's every bad decision I've ever made? Oh, you start thinking about things. I'm like, God, I'm such a piece of shit. That's where I get to. You get depressed. That's where I'm like, when I look at the beer and I'm like, you would, you would, you fucking loser. <laughs> I start getting all self. You're hung over because you're a loser. Yeah. Because uh, you're hung over because you're just, you're, you're just, you're an out of control idiot. You're the that's worst person I, ever. That's what I, and I'd be like, yeah, you deserve this pain. You deserve this pain. That's what kids have done to me. Pre-kids, I would have just been like, oh. hell no, I am not going to go through this feeling. I wouldn't even, I would be like, go to bed with like something, whatever I'm going to wake up and drink next to me. And then, well, the beautiful thing is too, before you had kids, you could sleep in till 11. Because oh, do, yeah. And just have all the lights turn off. Be like a five movie day. It's so funny. I have friends who every once in a while, if I go still go drinking or with some buds, it's like, I'm up at seven the next day, hung over and tired and exhausted. And they text at 11 and go what's up man how you doing and i go how are you doing they're like i feel great and you're like well yeah because you slept for 13 hours i slept for four yeah like no wonder why this doesn't like work <laughs> you know what i mean like you guys don't get hung over because you just slept but when you have kids now your body's tuned in like i don't know how you are but like if i go to bed at 3 a.m like i'm up at eight if i have to do something i'll do it right if i don't have to do it can you I'll still sleep like- in yeah i'm up at 8 30 like there's nothing i can do well that's sleeping into me now my my i'm saying no if you went to bed at four could could i sleep sleep one could you sleep until 11 or 12 no me neither it's brutal i don't think i could i think i'd sleep till like nine and i feel like i slept on eternity i pre-kids would easily i could see you sleeping in very late easily sleep i mean yeah I, I was past noon most times. Like if it's sad, if <laughs> I don't have work, shit, that's amazing. If I don't have work, like uh, I ditch so much school just to sleep. Not for any reason. I would have done the work and I just be like, I don't care. I'd rather sleep right now. Wow. And just sleep till like, so you just, just wouldn't go to class cause you were tired. Yeah. Cause it felt better. I just be like, no, I don't want to get out of bed. I just rather, rather sleep. Didn't you flunk or no? No, I did pretty good actually. Oh, was it one of those schools that you could like miss class because they were just like whatever your final one grade of those. is? No, I just... No, because um, I had a lot of classes like that. Like a certain class like, that were like, it doesn't matter it if you was come like, to school That's what I'm saying. Not. Like, oh, I did the assignment. I would just be like, I'll just email the assignment. They don't care if you show up. They just care if, if like the work gets done. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, oh, I just, you know, whatever. Here's the assignment well, You went to day. a summer camp anyways, so... From what I hear, this is like Hogwarts meets summer camp. It's the it most was. amazing place it's ever. Like Hogwarts without magic. <laughs> but and without, God, still some, and without magic. some fucking piece of shit named Malfoy. <laughs> and like a serial Draco? killer. And we didn't have like a serial killer plaguing mm. the students. But I mean. Like a noseless molester running around. <laughs> uh, yeah, the wedding thing is interesting because like, you know, we've all been to a lot of weddings at this point. Now in our 30s, it's like it's funny how the bougiest weddings don't mean they're going to be great. And like the cheapest weddings don't mean they're going to be bad at all. If anything, it's like a lot of times it's the opposite because people are focused on the fun stuff instead of like the, the center piece. I'm going to make sure we have everything that we discussed on our checklist. Yes, please. But I would also like to have now here's where I'm going to talk about dream weddings. I'd like to have (laughs) carnival rides like actual carnival rides like ferris wheel the scrambled eggs one where it's so like you and becca have talked about you guys want your wedding to be around. like crazy think over the top. of like what's that rave where there's a carnival 
ED- oh, like EDM, whatever world or whatever it is. Like, yeah, but it wouldn't be like EDM music playing. But you just have like a carnival. You want a carnival? That'd be like one part of the fairgrounds. How many people do you want? Because I think Becca said something. Everyone I want like I've hundreds. ever met. So you want like you. <laughs> So you, you don't want a small wedding. You want like... I a, want everyone to bathe in the glory that is my marriage. Both you and Becca, I feel like it's going to be perfect because both you guys have this like massive dream of just having the most like oh, bathing want, ego like, wedding of all time. I want like a stupid ego wedding. Yeah. I want to be like, I'm getting married and you're all going to watch it and you're all going to celebrate the fuck out of it as well. And here we are. We're going to do it together. So you want a wedding like like, ostentatious and ridiculous as possible? Would you want like five hundred people? Yeah, more. I'd want more. I just want like a huge crowd, like a sea of people, all black tie, and want it to be like a mix of The Great Gatsby meets Burning Man. And I would like there to be some dangerous elements as well. Like there's fire performances throughout the crowd. Um, I would like there (laughs) to be fireworks. Fireworks would be really fun okay not a long fireworks show just some fireworks maybe five minutes yeah everyone would like it when they're all drunk and shit yeah at the end and there's just yeah and, and you guys are sitting have, on the, the thing and they just poof, behind and you and that's when you have the band play something on horns that's fine that's fine and there's like poof, 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 poof. and then you know, see yeah. all the elephants and like zebra and the circus people are packing up there's oh, so you're gonna have, you're gonna going, have zebras and there's people. popcorn being handed out, and everyone's sitting on the bleachers, and they're all disheveled a little bit, and they're all having popcorn. And and so this that. is a Barnum and Bailey's affair as well. It's part of it. Ice skating would be fun to have at a wedding. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Coachella meets stagecoach meets. How crazy carnival. would it be if you thought like the wedding venue was all that it was? There was like just a curtain there, and then after the ceremony, the curtain pulls back, and it was just like Moulin Rouge behind the That'd curtain be amazing incredible amazing. right that's what i'm talking about so you're gonna spend like 10 mil on the way i want it to be like <laughs> everyone you think it's like this but here's you know uh the imaginarium of doctor whatever the fuck meets, meets monkey bone meets moulin rouge this sounds like the funnest night of my life meets uh you know, Boz Lerman's Great Gatsby. Wow. This sounds incredible. I'm so down. Incredible. All incredible. black tie. Yeah. Everyone's very fancy, but there's also a playful element to it. Yeah. Straw on the and ground. And I like some Cinderella. I like some aspects from Cinderella where like everyone is either pulling up in like a horse and carriage or like a stretch limousine. Okay. So maybe there's shuttles. Maybe. So maybe you have like an offsite parking but and the then shuttles you, and people are being brought in. You choose horse and carriage or stretch limo. I like the horse and carriage. That's fun. That's really fun. That's fun. Right? Yeah. That's a nice element. I like, I like offsite parking with like a ton of like, you know, and it's close by. Mm-hmm. It's like a third, like a quarter mile. It's like a quick little jump. Yeah. Enough to enjoy it. Yeah. But not far but enough not for the like, novelty this is to kind wear of off. like far. Yeah. Yeah. Not for the novelty to wear. Where are we doing this, by the way? Like (sighs) Buckingham Palace. (laughs) (laughs) That's a destination wedding with a thousand people. (laughs) It's a 5,000 person destination wedding. (laughs) Cost $40 million. I don't have the Louvre. Oh, um, just one of Henry the Seventeenth. <laughs> one of, one of Henry the Seventeen chateaus, like just somewhere on the Mediterranean. Bro, bro you know what? Be it would Maybe be amazing. A boat ensemble, and it would of be the amazing to go to some sort of like French, like Dutch's wedding, where you're like in some ball, and it's like, dun, 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 and you're like yes. walking in, and it's like that would be 
amazing shit, in like it the French Riviera. So fun. And they're like, oh, the Duchess of whatever is getting married, and you're like, dun, 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 and you're walking in, and they're like, Sir Richard the Third, and Sir Grayston. You and know, then you're like, you come in and be like, where are the fucking hors d'oeuvres? Sir Grayston <laughs> of marijuana. And then you walk in. And Where's my <laughs> cocktail and hors d'oeuvres? I want a corn dog. And I was now. like, y'all, I'm like, y'all got an orange vodka. <laughs> Who's got the mini? Where are the mini corn dogs? Corn dog castle. Where is it? I want a cocktail it? weenie stack. <laughs> where is it? <laughs> a little bit of Dijon. You got the fancy stuff. You, you got the horseradish. <laughs> a pickle. Dude, dude I want to go to a wedding now. This sounds fun as shit. Right? I want to go to a wedding. You got me all hyped up. The dude. Or, I mean, I also think it'd be fun to have like, you or know. underwater. Ooh. <laughs> Do you remember reading about the underwater hotels? Yes, in Dubai. That was big. They were like working on Do those. Do those still exist? I, I think they built some to where like you go under and it's like you're basically like your suite is just like the ocean. Been reading Ruth a book about uh, a beast who lives inside of an iceberg. Okay. And that's really been making the gears turn. I'm just like imagining whenever I read it, they show the thing of it and I'm like, man, that would be actually like really incredible. That would be sick. Hollow out the inside of an iceberg. Uh-huh. I like that. That's like some James Bond stuff. Sure. Where he stays in the ice hotel in one of them. Yes. It's like yeah. underwater and it's like an mm-hmm. ice hotel and they have the uh, the race on top of the ice. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. That's kind of goals. Cold though. You know, I'm not a big cold guy. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't want to be like outside like <sighs> freezing. No, that's cool. That's a practical approach to that. Looks like the James Bond life isn't for me because I'd get cold. <laughs> a little chilly. <laughs> little too chilly. Well, James I'm killing Bond. bad guys. I get cold. There's a high chance of being uncomfortably cold if you live a life like James Bond, and that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for me to to give up the the uh, humbly MI life. You know, MI six isn't for me. Yeah, I'm sorry, M Q Q. My bad, guys. My bad. There's. A 70% chance of precipitation. And, that's, <laughs> and there's an 80% chance of me not being on the mission. <laughs> this felt like an old bros uh, episode. It did. Just like an OG one where we're just shooting the shit, talking about life. I miss having a guest. Can we wrap it? I want to wrap it Let's with wrap it. a... Um, Let's do a quick one. Grab a one. Quick, a quick Let's one. Let's do a quick one. You know you get the best of me the years and the years to come. We'll wrap by unwrapping. We will wrap, unwrap. Yeah. To wrap, we must unwrap. Mental health matters. This one says to Becca, so I'm wondering if this is actually just a fucking package for her that came to the gym. This one says Chetty Bros podcast. This one just says Becca, so it's probably not for us then. Some people have addressed it to like... Oh. But whatever that is in this, we get to keep. Whatever's in hers. Yeah. Because it's probably something dope. So probably something. Also probably recent. Yeah. So we get to keep it this time. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, this is for Becca. But holy shit, this was a death note for Becca. Death. Whoever this person is sent Becca a salted peanut bar. Is she allergic to nuts? Yes. Oh, wow. It would kill her. And this is a nut goodie. My God. 
I still can't tell if this is partly for us or. While you do that, I'll I'll do mine. I'm okay. All we'll right, so this one this says, one you are loved. Hello, friend. I'm grateful for your order. Okay, this is... It's it's Mental Health Matters. Oh. Look at these hats. These are mental cool. Does matter. Oh, sick. They're so cool. Oh. We got black and blue. These nice little hats. I like this. They're very cool. With the oldie. Look at this. We got a shirt. Mental Health Matters. Very cool. I like that. Do they have a little thing about whatever this is? We got another shirt. My therapist knows about you. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Um, I don't know. It just... Oh, here. Here we go. It says, you are loved. Mary Button. Marie Button. Owner, creator so of Button Designs. It says, Grayson and Evan. Hi. I sure hope this package makes it to you. My name is Marie, and I hand letter stickers apparel mugs and more with mental health messages i try to remind everyone they are loved while working to end the stigma i'm getting my master's in social work to become a therapist as well you both have somewhat recently begun your therapy journey so enjoy love the pod becca and jess as well oh awesome these are these are great i appreciate that she cut the tags out oh i know you don't like tags well this is look at this one this is a I cool little tell. pin that says keep going nice fella this is really stuff. cool Buttons, Marie. These are oh great. Oh my gosh, these very buttons cute. are. Yeah, they're super cool. These buttons are great. I love this one that. says, "You are important." This one says, "Keep, keep climbing." Oh, I like this one. This one's keep climbing. That's oh. for you. Oh, this is a cool backpack. I will, I will do both. I will keep you don't going have to carry all by yourself. This is really cool. It's lovely. Thank you for sending. Hi, bros. Long time broads listener. First time bros caller. Love it. My name is Jocelyn, and I've owned my. Uh, uh, my own yarn company, O Wool, for 12 years. It's just myself and a part-time employee trying to make a living doing something we love. We use organic fibers and focus on USA-based manufacturing partners. O Wool's yarns are for crafters, broads and bros, and everyone in between who knit, crochet, weave, etc. My website is owool.com, O-W-O-O-L.com, and my IG is O-W-O-O-L. Oh, wool. Over. My husband and I also have a small unofficial farm animal sanctuary. What? Called purity, Whoa. called party rats. I read that as purity rats. And I was like, <laughs> what the? F That's sick. Purity party rat. rats. Which you'll see a lot of. I know. That's like, <laughs> like a born again virgin. You're a purity rat. Sounds like you, a band you're, name. You know, because you're tainted. Oh, and O Wool's IG stories. Our farm is largely supported by my O Wool income, but my dream is to make it a nonprofit in the next five to 10 years. Our residents include, but are not limited to, Dr. Leo Spaceman, D.O. Or I wonder if it's Dr. Leo Spachemin, D.O. <laughs> Spaceman? I like Spaceman. Well, that's the joke in 30 Rock. The doctor's name is Dr. Space. He calls him Dr. Spaceman, but the doctor introduced himself as Dr. Spachemin. <laughs> That's hilarious. No ears is a goat. I'm assuming they have no ears. Steve is their rooster. That's a great name for a rooster. Crinklefoot is their hen, and the weenie is a three-legged pit bull. Cute. I hope one of y'all and or the kiddos can make something fun with this yarn. Much love, Jocelyn. Oh. Oh, oh rad. and the yarn looks there's something about seeing a box of yarn where like doesn't it just make you feel crafty 
Is not just like Martha well, yeah, Stewart? Yeah, yeah, you just do, like, you right feel there? like I'm ready to do this. You're like, holy shit, That's a dude, lot. this is so soft. Feel I feel like this. you guys are big into yarn, yeah? Nah, you know. Becca knows how to do this stuff. It's one like of those projects stuff. I remember going with Becca. This is like, really cool. <laughs> this isn't a dig on her, by the way, but I just remember this looks like hair. going to a craft store and she bought yarn. To, she bought giant yarn to make a giant bra uh, blanket and that never happened. It's a, I would imagine it's a ton of work. But this is really... The branding's amazing. Go check them out. Wool, yeah, no, local. this is really beautiful. This is really, really cool and stuff. And also, if Look you want to support... Look at 50% alpaca from farms in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Wow, really cool. And all nice of this work. supports their animal sanctuary. And so you, if, you wow. care about, if you care about the little life of Dr. Leo Spichemin or Dr. Leo Spaceman, D.O. <laughs> I love the idea of Dr. Leo Spaceman. <laughs> the mini pig... You can that is really cool. By ordering some O wool. The o -wool animals and mental health matters by uh, you know hats off to that marketing too because the animals got me. The animals got you really cute. Steve the rooster at button designs is the Marie button. So these are awesome. Thank you guys. Good Appreciate job, it. You bros, you're always so inspiring. Appreciate you guys. Love you so much. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next week. Love you. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation.